the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Welcome in, Rob Black. Talking money investing and much, much more. Trying to get you up to speed with what's happening in the business world. Trying not to get too political on the show, but it does creep in. You know it. I know it. Um, Because let's face it, one of the things driving our economy right now is the vaccination rate. The relationship between a state's vaccination rate and its 2020 voting pattern is very, very strong. Um, I love coefficients. There was one area in math that I shined in high school and college was, was data and logic. And when you could use the two together, it's kind of fun. The relationship between a state's vaccination rate, its voting pattern was very, very strong. Correlation coefficient between them is about 0.87, which is a perfect co- 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 correlation uh, would be a one. So a 0.87 is pretty damn close. With a great margin of Trump victory comes less vaccinations and more deaths. Um, how are we going to vote this year? I don't know. Let's talk about some of the things that we're seeing out there today and yesterday. First and foremost, um, let's go through yesterday a little bit quickly. Today is a happy Friday. Um, Carbonated water is just as hydrated as regular water. That's interesting to note. NASDAQ was a slight, teeny, teeny, tiny, teeny winner yesterday. That's a P500. Teeny, tiny, teeny loser yesterday. So yesterday was not much of anything. It was what's referred to in technical terms as a snooze fest. A random walk down Wall Street was boring yesterday. So let's see. Occupy Wall Street turns 10 years old today. Tax the rich. Kind of had a big movement 10 years ago. And Joe Biden's kind of bringing it back. High fashion in September 2021. Perhaps with a more fashionable um, 10 year ago accounting of it. Protesters first gathered in lower Manhattan on September 17, 2011. Railing against economic inequality in Wall Street's influence on politics, it has gotten worse. And I think it's pretty fair to see that. People disagree with the long-term impact of Occupy Wall Street. The New York Times' Andrew Ross Sorkin, who is a wonderful writer, whether you like his politics or not, um, called Occupy an asterisk in the history books, if it gets mentioned at all. So will Biden be able to change that? France is mad at the United States canceling a party, which is something the French never do. The U.S., Britain, and Australia signed a major nuclear submarine deal on Wednesday to contain China's military power in the Pacific Ocean. Blindsiding France like the only kid who didn't get invited to the birthday party. It's great when politicians unleash tirades, right? (laughs) Wrong. But Jean-Yves Le Drang basically called President Biden. This unilateral, brutal, and unpredictable decision reminded him of former President Donald Trump's arbitrary and capricious behavior towards France. I don't get it. 
I'm not that much into politics that I understand what Australia, the United States did wrong, other than the French are notoriously big ship builders. The Federal Reserve said something kind of interesting yesterday. They're going to break out the old ethics guidebook. And this one caught my attention. I don't know if it'll hold your attention. But essentially, there's going to be an investigation into the Federal Reserve and how they're investing while they're also giving economic monetary policy to the United States. Robert Kaplan, a Dallas Fed president, traded more than a million dollars worth of individual stocks last year. That's a lot. Richmond Fed President Thomas Barkin holds somewhere around $1 million in mutual funds that invest in big names like BP and ConocoPhillips. Technically not against the rules, but Elizabeth Warren thinks that they should sell their individual stocks. I think so too. I think if you're in charge of keeping an economy afloat, you should probably go with ETFs and mutual funds so as to avoid a conflict of interest. Just throwing that down there for you. That's my opinion. I'm kind of sticking to it. A couple things to know before Wall Street really gets real today. If you see a movie at AMC, you could pay with crypto soon. Ticket buyers will be able to purchase with either Ether, Litecoin, or Bitcoin Cash, according to the movie chain CEO. I don't see that as saving the movie industry, but what am I? I see that as gimmicky, but I'll say this. It's one more positive for the alternate coin investment angle. When Tesla opened up and said they were going to take Bitcoin as currency for a Tesla, and then they reversed course and they said, we're going to do it again one day, it creates a little bit more legitimacy. Manchester United's reporting earnings today. I know you're saying, Manchester United, didn't they just sign that, that Ronaldo character, the soccer god? Yes, and you could own a publicly traded soccer club. Interesting enough for you or not? DoorDash stock could surge more than 20% if they capitalize on non-restaurant delivery, so says Bank of America. Uh, whether we like it or not, and I had a really big come-to-Jesus moment yesterday. Um, I started to think about Instagram and the big story out of Facebook that they know that it's bad for kids. And why doesn't Facebook do anything about this? And it's bad for self-image and teenagers under 25. And I've got a niece who's 25-ish. She's six foot five. She's tall. Her parents are Israeli and German. Um, so she's not blood, but she posts on Instagram. Kind of, she's kind of a hot model, six foot five. So she kind of does the, this is what tall girls can wear to make them look good. Um, and I'm like, I suddenly turned against Instagram yesterday. I suddenly, I know parents have failed, but I think Facebook and Instagram have failed too. Um, she's spending her whole life right now trying to be an influencer and trying to get girls to wear cuter clothes. And I'm not sure I see the value in that as far as helping other girls who are six foot five who don't have the genetic pool that she does. Um, so I started thinking about my kids, 12 years old and 10 years old. And I'm like, I'm keeping them off Instagram. Parents have failed. I agree. But I think Facebook needs to stop this. Um, we've decided as a nation that alcohol is bad for people under 18. We've decided smoking is bad for people under 18. I think some people under 18 can handle smoking. Some people under 18 can handle alcohol. 
I, I think our government's going to have to look into this. It's been a long time thinking about it yesterday. I know you're saying, don't you have better things to do with your time? I do. Google is facing a call to compensate its underpaid temp employees after reports that the tech giant illegally underpaid thousands of contract workers. 140 Google employees signed a petition calling on the company to properly compensate them, calling it a massive moral failing. I love Google employees. They are damn entertaining. When they see something the company doesn't like, they complain about it, and they get a petition signed. I don't know how effective that is in life, but I give them a tip of the hat. Um, Their relationship with China, they don't say much about the the, – mean things that the Chinese government does to their citizens. Sam Adams is going to craft beer using hops sent in Earth's orbit on SpaceX's inspiration for the first all-civilian crew took 66 pounds of hops, amongst other oddities, with them this, on a trip. Upon, they, uh, upon their safe return, I should say, the hops will be given to Sam Adams to concoct a limited edition space beer that's out of this world. MailChimp employees are furious at the company. Staffers have said that the founders promised never to sell and withheld equity only to be preceded by the sell of the company for $12 billion. So employees that had been there for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, they thought they were going to get some equity if the company ever went public. Not the case. The owners took the check and ran. We'll talk about this and much, much more as the market opens. We'll have some strategy on investing. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Have a question? Reach out at robblackshow.com robblackshow.com a personal financial plan with custom investment advice that's why rob black has partnered with ep wealth advisors with over 12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm ep services were built with you in mind how can they help you find out at robblackshow.com robblackshow.com apple reportedly threatened the boot facebook app from their app store over human trafficking concerns. That's pretty dramatic, don't you think? Um, I do love what I do. <laughs> it's, Zuckerberg's funny because he's always got these like weird scowls on his face. And anytime Facebook needs to save face, they don't pull him out. They pull out Sheryl Sandberg because she's got gravitas. When she talks, you feel like, whoa, that just hit me. I don't know what she said, but it just hit me. Okay, so want to retire early. This is our strategy segment of the show. Or need long-term health care. Don't necessarily max out your 401k. I think the 401k is one of the greatest inventions of all time, right up there with a light bulb. I know you're saying, really? (laughs) Running water? Yes and the 401k all belong in the same breath. The 401k is an amazing saving vehicle that gives most Americans the opportunity to save for retirement, which is a time where you don't earn income, but you are able to put food in your belly and go on vacations and spend time with the grandkids, which totally fell in love with my spouse when she said my grandfather was the most amazing man in the world to me. He would put two full-size Snickers in both hands behind his back and he'd tell you to pick an arm, pick a hand, she always won. <clears throat> he would put two $10 bills in two different hands and he'd say, pick a hand. He didn't play games. He made his granddaughters feel happy and loved and secure. So the 401k to me allows for me and you and the average American to save for retirement without paying any federal taxes, 
And that's a big one. It lets it grow tax deferred. So when you have a capital gain, you're not taxed on it. And that's another tax you're avoiding. And it comes out later in life at a lower tax bracket. Um, typically, you're being taxed about 15% when you're in retirement versus 28, 38% range while you're in your working year. Those tax rates change obviously throughout your lifetime based on Congress. But the 401k is a beautiful thing. You can put in thousands of dollars every year and 5,000 will grow to 10, 10 will grow to 20, 20 will grow to 40, 40 will grow to 80, all in your investment career. Now, I think it's the number one way for Americans to save. Screw Bitcoin, forget about gold. Um, don't become a day trader on Robinhood. Consider maxing out your 401k. 15% of your salary, I'm stoked if you can do that. Now, here's when you don't invest in your 401k. And for the record, I've been investing in my 401k every year since I was 20. And if I left a job, I rolled it over into another into my new 401k. I just rolled over my 401k from New Focus Financial into EP Wealth. I took it with me. Not that New Focus Financial, who was being invested in TD Ameritrade accounts, not that there was anything wrong with it, but I just want to see it. I don't want it held by any other name or brand or anything like that other than the company I'm working with because I trust them. <clears throat> so... I would not max out my 401k if I had high interest debt. That sounds pretty obvious to me. I don't have high interest debt because I don't believe in credit cards carrying a balance. I believe in paying off your credit cards every month. But if you have installment loans or credit cards with interest rates above 15%, it's probably best to pay those off before you invest in your 401k and your retirement. You may not want to max out your 401k if you want to retire early. Some people want to retire before the age of 59 and a half. It's one of the things that I've seen before where a client comes in the door and you start interviewing them, you start talking to them in a very casual manner and they say something like, oh, I want to retire when I'm 50. I'm like, wait, 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 all right. You know you're, not, you know, you're going to have to pay for your own healthcare. There's no more healthcare on the, on the company you're working for. So if you have a heart attack at 51 and you don't have insurance, you probably are going to go bankrupt. So I try to talk people into keeping that health care and working until they hit retirement age. But if you want to retire early, good for you. Just make sure you have a, a thought pattern on it's going to be tough to get back to work and health care costs. Um, so it may be better to put your money into taxable accounts rather than pay a 10% penalty if you want to retire early because you're not going to have access to it until you're 59 and a half. So if you want to retire at 50, you're not going to be able to touch that money until you're 59 and a half. So that would be another case where I say don't max out the 401k because you were thinking about retiring early. But then again, I'm going to try to talk you out of retiring early. So maybe you just want to go ahead and do it anyway. But if you're set on it, don't do it. Another time that you want to not max out your 401k or consider not maxing out your 401k is if you want to avoid huge required minimum distributions. Once you turn 72, the IRS requires you to take a minimum amount from your IRA and your 401k accounts. This sounds weird. If you don't want to pay yourself a lot of money because it's going to put you in a higher income bracket, then you don't max out your 401k. Mm, this is a situation where you need a certified financial planner to review your tax issues coming up. 
as well as should you be maxing out your 401k? Um, it's a good problem to have a far larger minimum requirement distribution than you're thinking. But possibly having large deferred compensation funds roll over into an IRA accounts that are included in the minimum distribution requirements, you may end up with ridiculously large requir- required minimum distributions, RMDs, and tax bills. The one thing I, I learned very early in my career, very early in my career, and this is going to sound really weird, old people don't like paying taxes. Now, a younger person might say something along the lines, well, I made a lot of money. I'm paying a lot of tax. I'm, I'm a big roller. Whereas old people are like, I'm not making money anymore. and I'm paying all this big tax. In perspective, I was young and I didn't get the old people that like paying taxes. But now that I've gotten some perspective, I've gotten a couple years under my belt. I see the issue. And the fourth reason for not taking advantage of your 401k and maxing it out every year would be you're considering healthcare and long-term care. So my mom lived till 85. From 82 to 85, she was in a facility, a nursing facility, where she had 24-hour access to nurses and they gave her diabetes shots. They gave her six, seven pills a day. They did the pharmacy runs that were at the hospital across the street. And those three years were very expensive, over $100,000 each year. In the final three years of her life, she lived, she's racked up over $300,000 of bills on health care. But she also got a room to rent kind of thing, so it's not just health care. But if you think of long-term care as a hotel room with medical benefits, you start seeing why it costs so much. So Medicare is a pretty good deal but it doesn't cover everything. You want to put money into a health savings account. It's tax advantage, way to save for co-payments, deductibles, vision care, and dental care. If you're eligible for a health savings account with your current health insurance and if your retirement accounts are in good shape, some people would say the maximum you could put in your health savings accounts, HSA, is 3,600 for individual, 7,200 for married couple. I get it. It's a nuance. It's a fine art. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Resources to help you manage your money. Visit robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I find that we can study growth areas, areas where we spend money. And those are the most exciting areas for me to talk about investing wise. Video games we spend a lot of money on. And in the last 30 years, that's changed a lot. Video games used to cost $29, and they went to $39, and they went to $59. But the add-ons that you can get are crazy. My son has an Xbox Series X because I'm an elite bourgeois kind of guy, and I got it for him the day that Microsoft sent out an email saying, sign up here. And I will... That morning, I got up two hours early, and I kept waiting for Microsoft to open the gates, and I got it. But he's playing Major League Baseball, the show. And he asked last night for like 30 bucks so he could buy 40,000 stubs, which I guess is digital currency. And I'm like, you're not going to be buying digital clothing for your baseball players, are you? You're not going to be – I don't know what it is, but you get to pay extra on top of the 60 bucks you've already paid to get extra things. So the industry's changed. I've evolved with it. I'm looking at it from a distance, but it has changed. Healthcare. 
was expensive when I was a kid. It's even more expensive now. So the inflationary costs that are built into the healthcare system don't ever seem to go away. So I say that's an area we should look at. Um, that's the way I think. You may have a different mindset where you want to protect your wealth. I want to create wealth. What I tend to say when I interview financial planners is these are the guys who manage wealth. I help create it. It's not always that easy. One of the very first Richards that I ever met in this industry, I was 25 years old and I was building quite a book of clients. And uh, this one guy gave me half of his money and gave the other guy and gave uh, uh, the wise investor. That was his name. I'm the wise investor. So the wise investor got half and I got half. And the wise investor meets me one day and Bruce, the client, kind of was gushing over both of us. Like he's like, I'm so excited for you both to meet each other. And the wise investor says, ah, this is the guy who's going to be losing all the money and I make you. <laughs> I'm like, that's funny. And I just said that out loud. And he looked at me like, you got an attitude. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I guess I do. <laughs> Um, but I stand by that. So let's talk about today's markets and what we're seeing. I'm hearing the word, the phrases, the words put together, overvalued market, September, things are struggling pretty consistently to the point that one of the top headlines out on CNBC today that they're playing the audio clips from is influential analyst is getting ready to say, book your profits and run. Okay, we'll talk about that. I think that's an interesting article. We'll get to it. Um, the major indices are on track for a winning streak, but they aren't sitting on a large cushion entering today. Gains for the week range from two tenths to four tenths percent up, meaning it won't take a whole lot to swing them into a losing position. Um, today is one of those option expiration quadruple witching. I don't put a lot of merit into that. It can create a busier Friday, but that's not my thing. So it is Friday and we're saying this wasn't the best of weeks. This wasn't the worst of weeks and September's not being the best of months, but it certainly could be a lot worse. That's my summary of summary, a summary summary of September so far. U.S. Steel raised its adjusted guidance. Pebble Brook Hotel Trust highlighted a mid-August softening in corporate, corporate transient demand. Um, trusts can sometimes be hotels. No, how do I say this? Okay. Um, you can house income-producing vehicles in a trust. And they can give us a lot of insight. For instance, you can look at like an auto dealer REIT real estate investment trust, and you can see how auto dealers are doing. You can kind of get one one economic data point out of it. You can look at malls, just even looking at their stock. A mall REIT, if it's at a high, people are out shopping is the thought, right? Because then the mall's probably raising the tenants' rates. Doesn't always work out that well, but that's the idea. Hmm. There's some unease with China in the media right now. Their regulatory crackdown in separate reports. Um, one analyst I read yesterday said China's second largest property firm by sales could soon default on its debt and create some systemic financial problems. 
as a result of doing so. This is a company called Evergrande. And when, a, when you, let me give you the smallest example of why real estate is a liability and not an asset. It can create a lot of wealth. I understand that. First and foremost, if someone comes on your property and trips and you've got some uneven pavement, they can sue you. But that's not what I'm talking about. So I dated a young woman at one point in time. We're both young. And um, her dad worked as a mechanic at, um, which it's not American. Well, just for the sake of the story, I'd say it was American. Uh, He worked in San Francisco. And um, he owned his home. He and his wife and two daughters lived in the home and uh, were raised in the home in Fremont. Lovely home. But as it went up in value, he decided, you know, being a mechanic's lovely. I'm going to have a great pension, but I think I should, you know, everyone's buying real estate. It keeps going up, so I'm going to buy another one. So he, he took money out of his first home and bought a second home, put renters in it. And that was going well. Then he did it a third time. And that was going well. Did it a fourth time, and that went well. He was creating a lot of wealth using borrowed money from his from himself to leverage another new property that he really couldn't afford with his salary. But no realtor on the planet was going to tell him, I think this is a bad idea. No mortgage lender was going to tell him, I think this is a bad idea. Donald Trump is a rich man because he he's a real estate developer and people want to become real estate developers. And when you see the infomercials on TV, you think you could do it too because there's an infomercial that features two very short people. Um, midgets, if you will, that are dressed up in like tuxedos and they've got six foot tall women with big breasts hanging off of them. And they're talking about, we made money in real estate. You can too. It's a famous infomercial and they're like in Hawaii on a yacht. And it's just like, it's just a ridiculous image of why you should invest in real estate, putting those two together. So the girl I was dating and her dad, um, in 2006, um, the economy went south. We hit a recession, and his renters couldn't pay. So one house couldn't pay, and that ruined the payments on all four homes. So the second home goes into bankruptcy. The third home goes into foreclosure. The home that he lived in goes into foreclosure because the recession hit, and his tenants couldn't pay. He didn't understand the cash flow of his liabilities. Same thing could happen, and it is happening, we believe, in China's second largest property firm, where it only takes one bad apple to ruin the batch. So what made things even sadder is he gets into a second job to start paying for his financial mistakes, moves his family into an apartment, and um, proceeds to have a heart attack and dies. He's a mechanic by day. At night, he's a... washing people's rugs, carpet cleaner. And um, that's tragic, tragic. But here's where the story gets even worse. His wife has a stroke. She's a big lady. So suddenly this young, beautiful 25-year-old, 35 age range, somewhere in there, she is in her corporate career. She's listening to my show. She's learning about finance. She's, She's getting ahead in life. Suddenly, she has to be a caregiver to her mother. 
instead of going out and finding a husband, instead of working on her career, she's being a caregiver. That's a powerful story. And to make matters even worse, um, in my head of heads, I was like, I don't know if I want that in my life. <laughs> That's a lot of drama for a young woman to take on. And her sister didn't work and walk dogs for a living while the state of California basically gave her unemployment insurance. Great disability insurance. And it was the type of disability that's like mental, like, I don't know. It's, it didn't feel like, it felt like she could have held a job. Anyhow, I digress. That's when real estate goes bad. So I appreciate people who are on the conservative side and say, I don't want to over leverage. I get it. Oh, there's a nice headline out there today, and this is something we're going to talk about in years to come. A Florida barbecue restaurant shut down after being left with just four employees. The owner had signs out where he was hiring. Despite paying more than any restaurant he was aware of, no one wants to work. The Bobaloo's Bodacious Barbecue cut its hours, cut its hours, cut its hours, and finally shut, shut its doors for good. Restaurants are having a real tough time hiring people. If you like eating out, may I advise you be nice to your waiter or waitress because that restaurant may not be around in the years to come. I know it'll change. We'll shift back. But this is one of the lingering things of COVID-19. I'm not talking about the disease. I'm talking about the uh, social economics shutdown side of it and people more wages. Amazon's paying their employees 18 bucks an hour and probably within the next 24 months they'll be paying them 20 bucks an hour because what they've learned is if you pay 15 bucks you're really paying 20 bucks because that person's going to be short term and they're going to leave and you're going to have to retrain somebody Well, America's starting to get the math here pay people a little bit more to keep them a little bit longer I'm Rob Black talking all things financial you can find me online at Rob Black Show Twitter Rob Black Show YouTube Rob Black Show Honest, straightforward, and right to the point. The Rob Black Show. A personal financial plan with custom investment advice. That's why Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP services were built with you in mind. How can they help you? Find out at robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. Show dedicated to getting your retirement. I do my very best on that. And fingers crossed. Off for us all. Anything you ever want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, I want you to think of insurance as I'm not going to say optional, but insure the things you can't afford to lose. And I don't know if that makes sense to people. You insure your health because you can't afford to lose your health, you insure your car because it's expensive. But I remember at one point in time, I had a, a vet, and you're like, ooh, Rob had a Corvette, hot rod summer. No, I had a Chevette. And I paid $200 for it. And then I had another car that someone gave to me for free, and she said, just drive it until it doesn't work anymore. More. And it lasted like 12-plus more years. It was a Toyota Tercel. Great car, and it made me fall in love with Toyotas because, A, they're easy to fix, and, B, they use the same parts. And thus, if you pay someone to fix it, it's cheaper than most cars to fix. 
Um, that's something that was branded in my head, but it sure things you can't afford to lose. But there was a point where those cars were worthless. Where, you know, I'd call like 1-800-CARS-FOR-KIDS, K-A-R-S. And I was like, just please come take it away. And they're like, no, 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 that one's not worth anything. The cars for kids people turned me down. And that's a bit of a, that's a bit of a racket between you and me. What it is, is it's a lawyer company does the titling work and makes the money. And you're like, oh my that's a big, some of the money goes to cars for kids. I get it. I get it. I'm not knocking the whole thing, but let's just say it's not what it appears to be. Um, most millennials don't own a home and they blame their student loans. And that I get that. Half of people who haven't purchased a home yet blame student debt. 60% of millennials say loans hold them back, as do over a third of boomers. Despite the challenging situation. It's still possible to get a mortgage while juggling student debt, so say experts. But the millennials, the student debt is an issue. It stops people from moving on with their lives and growing up. It is a bit of a problem. If I were to try to solve the debt issue in America, which I can't because colleges are pretty entrenched in what they do, I would like to see more colleges go out of business. And the pandemic almost opened the door for that, but nope. Parents are keen on sending their kids to college. Um, I wish we were more keen on grades 13 and 14. Uh, I wish we were more keen on community colleges that get people ready for work. Um, but four-year college seems just kind of like overkill for most jobs to me. Now, again, there's also a little bit of growing up where you send your kids off and they get to learn how to do their own laundry, how to feed themselves. But they also get to do a little bit of, oh, this is what freedom tastes like. And it's three in the morning on Saturday night. I should be finishing a term paper, but I'm ordering a pizza from, yeah, yeah, that's, that's growing up, <laughs> kind of, when the teacher gets mad at them. It's the, the, the task at hand, right? But your debt to income is an important issue. Um, I look at my debt to income and whenever I get a mortgage, they look at my debt to income. Millennials are looking at their debt to income. So that's out there. Um, France is so mad about Australian submarine being built that he canceled a big party in the United States. This is one of those geopolitical stories that you're just like, what's going on? French officials in Washington canceled a gala at their compound over frustration with the new security partnership between the US, UK and Australia. France is outraged they weren't invited to be part of the longstanding submarine contract. Um, France makes submarines. France is good at them. And they're not happy that these three English-speaking nations are all getting together and saying, we don't like what China's doing in the South Seas. That's interesting to me. <laughs> it's not something that I would exactly get upset about. You did not invite me to a party, so I'm canceling this party. Very, very French. Um, stocks open mixed today. September is continuing to be a month of blah. We're not heading straight down. We're drifting lower, it feels like. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how you feel about that. For the better part of 
six months this year, I've been saying markets are at all-time high. Markets are at all-time high. Markets are at all-time high. Hey, guess what? Da, da, happy days are here again. You probably get tired of me doing it. Stocks are dipping today. They open mix. They tried to put in a good fight. Couldn't hold on to it. So choppy trading. Today is quadruple witching, which means options are expiring. It's an event where individual stock options and futures and index options and futures all expire on the same day. It creates a little bit more volatility as people are closing out positions. It doesn't make for good radio, so don't talk about it. September has historically been a pretty rough month for stocks so far this year. That trend is continuing. But here's how some trends work. Like, for instance, the Santa Claus rally. The few days before and the few days after Christmas, that the professional traders leave. They go on vacation to the Hamptons. They take their family for two weeks off. And that leaves the kids in charge of the kitchen. And the kids are typically more optimistic buying stocks than they are at selling stocks. And there's typically a little bit of a Santa Claus rally. Would I play into that? No. Just like I'm not playing into the month that September is typically a bad month on the markets. Um, why? People are coming back from vacation. People are going back to school. Maybe they're focused a little elsewhere. That's not enough for me to buy or sell. I'm more of a detective, so to speak. And that's just too loosey-goosey. But you get where it's going at, right? So treasury yields traded higher today. Weakness in semiconductor space um, with some downgrades are going on. Financials, energy, and consumer discretionary are doing well. Energy's having a hell of a year. Oil's up over 45%. That's a hell of a year. That's a great year. Did I call it at the beginning of the year? No, no. Was it pretty obvious in hindsight? Yes. Um, I think I have too much on my plate at times. Um, last year, demand for oil dropped as we were all literally staying in our houses, quarantining. Um, and you'd hear like, oh, this guy on the radio, he went on a flight and he's bragging about it. Jerk. This year, you're just, it's a badge of honor that you got on a flight and we're, we're, we're consuming more energy. Although Delta variant slowing a little bit of it into the second half of the year. So that's something to start noodling through and thinking about. Energy's the big winner of the year. Did you see that one coming? Probably not. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Take two has slid to a 14-month low after a big downgrade day. Price target chopped down to 150 from 225. Um, talking about Chinese gaming regulations on the downgrade and content in Grand Theft Auto kind of struggling. That's an eight-year-old game. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find us at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.